Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Ranke. Today, we are going to be talking about one of the biggest pieces of student loan news that nobody else is talking about. That is massive. More important, it is going to be talking about why you need to plan for the best, but be prepared for the worst. And this is, that saying has anything to do with, with money that you ever do. And I'm using student loans as the topic because the big news that just came out about what President Biden did, and it's scary. I mean, it is scary. As most of you guys know, I like getting up for these podcasts. I love doing them. This one is like, oh, shit. Like, this is some scary stuff. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that way you're notified when new episodes come out. Share with your friends. It helps us grow. It helps them learn, especially this episode. If you know anybody on an income journey repayment plan, especially pays you earn or revised pays you earn, make sure that you share this with them because this is massive. Um, other announcement, because of this news plus the other news that came out, what we decided to do at Fitbox to help everybody is for the next uh, month, so the month of February, we might extend it to March, but as of right now, it's just going to be February. We're going to give out a, a special um, discount for everybody signing up for our premium membership. Typically, we only give out that discount for webinars and workshops. But anybody that signs up for this month, because, again, this stuff is such a big deal. We want to help as many people as we can. So we're putting out that discount for everybody. So let's jump into it. What is the big news? Again, this is going to affect you if you're on pays you earn or revised pays you earn like massively. But... This is for anybody in general, like when you're building building out your financial plan or thinking about your finances, always plan for the best, prepare for the worst. I've been saying that for a long time, and I hope you guys listen to it because this is massive and this highlights this, okay? I have to go back in history to explain to you guys why this is such a big deal, okay? And I'm going to preface this with, I'm not a lawyer, I'm a minor in, in law, but I'm not a lawyer. Um, but when I first saw this, it was major red flags and I've been waiting to, to put it out there to everybody because I wanted to talk to a few lawyers that I know first, um, and just see what they have to say. And it was like, yeah, like this is not good. And the fact that no one's out there talking about this, that's even more scary. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys some, some background on this. So you guys understand how this can, can be quote unquote bad, okay? Income-driven repayment plans, IDR for student loans, okay? is a catch-all phrase the government uses to describe multiple plans. So income contingent repayment, income-based repayment, public service loan forgiveness, pay-as-you-earn, revised pay-as-you-earn. The government classifies those all as income-driven repayment plans, okay? So the first one, which was ICR, income contingent repayment, 
was passed in 1995 by Congress and signed into law by Bill Clinton. That's really big. I'm going to say it again. It was passed by Congress and signed into law by Bill Clinton. That was 1995. Fast forward to President Bush. He came out with income-based repayment, IBR, and right before his term ended in October of 2008, he came out with public service loan forgiveness. Again, Congress passed those things, and then he signed them into law. Then pay-as-you-earn came out and revised pay-as-you-earn came out underneath President Obama. But there was a catch. Okay, Some of you might remember President Obama's saying of, I have a pen and a piece of paper. What he was referring to was that Democrats lost power in the House and the Senate during his presidency. And so he felt like he couldn't get any of his quote-unquote agenda done. So he was making the comment that I don't need them. I can do this through executive actions. And the big one that he did that caught a lot of the news was DACA, okay, the deferred action law that he did, okay? Now, the reason why that's such a big deal is because these pays you earn and revised pays you earn were done through executive action. Okay, nobody really picked that up when they first when he first did it, but they were. Okay. So fast forward to like 2020, right? So we used to do a lot of workshops and webinars at universities and all that type of stuff. And we get asked all the time, could they change these? We always said, yes, they can change them, but the probability is low. Why? Why did we say that? Well, a couple of reasons. First of all, whenever they came out with a new plan, the old people were grandfathered in. That's a key. Old people were grandfathered in and they could switch to the new plans if they wanted to. Okay, that's number one thing. Okay, so presidents and Congress always honored the old plans. So that way people wouldn't have them change willy-nilly whenever they, you know, the president wanted it. Okay. So that was one big thing. The second reason is because they are in your master promissory note. Now, I used to bring this up during those workshops, okay, because people would say that to me, like, they can't take these from us. Like, the, the master promissory note is, is there, and it's right. Those master promissory notes, for example, say you can go on pay as you earn or revise pay as you earn. And then they say, in general, they will be 10% of your income. There's no really details in it. And Generally, is not a very good legal term. It leaves up open a lot of discretion. So there's nothing defined in the master promissory note that says this is what you would qualify for. All it says is you qualify for pay as you earn and revised pay as you earn and income-based repayment. Okay, But like I said, at that time, it's like, look, the probability of this changing for the worse because of precedence with what Congress has done, we don't necessarily see it happening. Now, that's it. Congress has passed it, okay? Now, for some reason, President Biden, who had Democrats in the House and the Senate, waited two years, and he's been saying since his campaign he wanted to roll out a new income-based repayment plan. He wanted to roll out a new one. He had two years to pass whatever he wanted through with Congress and decided not to. So now, the very first month that he doesn't have control of Congress, he's gone out there and said, I can't change this because the House of Rep uh, Republicans won't vote for a new one. So he knows a new plan would never take place. And so that's why, I, you know, I was a little bit shocked when he came out and they and the president said in January 
that it was going to be a revision. His new plan was a revision to revise pay as you earn. And that was a red flag to me. I was like, oh shit, like he's changing this. And he can because it's an executive action. Okay. And not only that, but like I said, in the old stuff, a lot of like people would say, well, can they change it? And I said in the past, whenever they came out with a new plan, they grandfather people in. Not this one. The only way you're grandfathered in the pay as you earn is if you're actually in repayment. You can't go back into it. So for example, if student loan repayment doesn't start till September, but this law goes into place July 1st and you want to go on pay as you earn, you can't. Even though like before COVID, you might've been on it. You can't go back into it. Like that is some scary shit, meaning this, that president can change those plans whenever they want to without Congress. So that means these plans are 20 or 25 years long. So repay, for example, is 25 years long. So that could possibly mean if we have six one-term presidents, you can have six different presidents changing this six different times. So even if they change it for the better, one, it's hard to plan for that. Two, they can change it for the worse. And a lot of people, when I bring this up over the last week, you know, just people I've been talking to, they're like, would a president really change it for the worse? It's like, yeah, like they just told people that if you qualify for pay as you earn, you don't qualify for it anymore. Some people are better off being on pay as you earn. Actually, right now it's about 50-50 from people that we're talking to the last two weeks that are deciding to stay on pay as you earn. And they have to go into repayment no later than May or June of this year, regardless of if this forbearance thing goes keeps going. Okay, the bottom line is, again, I'm not doing this podcast to talk about that, you know, with the new repay program, because we, we had that podcast from a, a week or two ago. More importantly, this is highlighting the scariness of this. That if you're on pay as you earn or revised pay as you revised pay as you earn, I can't even say the words anymore. That's how tongue twisted these things are. Pay as you earn and revised pay as you earn. You have to plan for the best, but be prepared for the worst. I mean, you, I, I can see people like, well, how come they would change this for the worst? I could give you two examples right off the top of my head. First and foremost, we are now $31 trillion in debt. 31 trillion. I mean, you can literally compensate the wealth of every billionaire in this country and it covers like one year of our budget. That's how bad we are in terms of debt. So Congress might in the future and a lot of financial experts be like, look, they got to take money from somewhere. They might be looking at this saying, hey, you know what? We got to change these terms. We got to get people paying this because we need this money into the government so that way we can function. Will it happen? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just saying I can come up with reasons why. That's one of them. That's probably the biggest reason. That's the first one that comes to the top of mind. The second one would be, especially on a second term president, somebody that just doesn't give a shit. That's like, look, this is a stupid plan. These are things are horrible. There's nothing preventing them from changing the, the details of this plan. Yeah, you still stay on repay, but the functionality changes. So, for example, in this one, and again, I don't expect you guys to know this stuff right off the top of your head. I just expect you to understand the repercussions, right? So, like President Biden in this announcement, he increased the poverty line on how these things are are based off of. He decreased uh, the percentage of income based on your income uh, as an undergrad, um, which both of those things reduce your required payment drastically. And there's no more deferred interest on these loans, on repay, okay? Some other person might come in and, and get rid of all that. 
might say, nope, not only are we getting rid of all this, but we're going to make a retrospective too. So all that interest that President Biden said you don't have to pay, yeah, guess what? It's going to get tacked on to the end of the loan. Sorry. Like, I reversed his executive action. Sorry. Like, holy shit. Like, do you realize if this thing goes into law, the precedent that that sets, it's like, oh, crap. Like, this stuff is not good. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm like at a loss for words of how scary it is, especially when it comes to you guys building on a financial plan. That is why I was saying in the beginning, we are doing our special for the month of February. We might extend it into March. So that way you can sign up and get prepared for this stuff to make sure that you're saving the money the correct way, to make sure that you're up to date on, hey, do things change? Like this stuff, not good. Not good. And I know there's a lot of people all excited about, oh, my payments are going down if I stay on this, blah, 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 blah. Not good. Now, income-based repayment, the original income-based repayment, as well as the one that was passed by Congress in 2014, public service loan forgiveness, those aren't changing. Those are passed by Congress. They would have to be changed by Congress. The fact that they're done through Congress, they they would have a hell of a time changing them because they're not going to get the votes to change them. So I don't see any of those specific ones changing. You don't have to worry about it. These are specific to like pays you earn and revised pays you earn. They are potentially going to be scary if this thing goes into law. I mean, is it going to go into law? As of right now, I would say yes. And the only way that it's going to stop going into law is a lawsuit by the Republicans in the House of Representatives. That's the only way I, I see this thing not going into law. Um, like I said, it's just scary. So again, most of the time I'm, I'm upbeat on these podcasts, excited. This one is more of a like, hey, this is a reality. If you're on these things, you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared more now than ever because these things are scary. So with that, that's the podcast. Make sure you check in, uh, keep abreast of episodes. We might come out with one or two we do come out with one episode every Thursday. Might start coming out with uh, two or three episodes a week. So keep an eye out on that because we plan on rolling out a whole lot more content on everything from mortgages to investments. So keep an eye out. And uh, with that, I hope to be talking to you soon. Talk to you later.